to the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast with Cruz. Hey, thanks for joining me for a new episode of the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. I meant to have this episode out days ago, but, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. So we'll recap the race at Daytona, the rain delay, and the big win for the 24 team and William Byron. We'll also go over some garage news and what to look forward to this weekend at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Looks like the green flag is out. Let's go for it. It's the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Time now for your Race Day Rewind. Well, rain seems to be following the Cup Series already. You know, the weekend before last, they were at the Coliseum in L.A., had to move the race up because of the storms that were coming. And honestly, NASCAR did a great job with that. I will shout them out on that because it was raining and raining and raining in L.A., flooding definitely a problem there. But that race had rain issues. And last weekend at Daytona, there were also rain concerns and issues. The 500 moved from Sunday to Monday, but honestly, it was well worth the wait. It was a great race for a couple teams, including Hendrick Motorsports, who had a 1-2 finish with William Byron and Alex Bowman. Hendrick Motorsports celebrating their 40th anniversary this year, and they're kicking off the season in a big way. Now their motto is 24-24. in 24. They're trying to go for that championship with William Byron. Christopher Bell had a really great race too, finishing third in his Toyota. Corey LaJoy, a great finish. There was a little controversy there with him, and Austin Sendrick said they're not friends. Austin said that Corey wrecked him. Corey on his podcast said, no, look at the video. It wasn't me. It was Ross Chastain. I don't know. Great finish either way for Corey LaJoy and actually won a Chili shirt on Twitter. So big shout out to Chili's on that. Thank you guys. Can't wait to get that in the mail. Bubba Wallace had a great finish, finishing fifth in his McDonald's Toyota. AJ Allmendinger finishing sixth and John Hunter Nemechek finishing seventh along with his teammate Eric Jones with an eighth place finish and Noah Gregson finishing ninth for Stuart Haas Racing. So some really great runs for some teams that really needed to start the year strong. And uh, yeah, I thought the race itself was pretty good. Again, two big wrecks that took place during the race itself. A lot of the Fords were knocked out in that second big wreck, which they were all the talk. The Fords and the Toyota Toyotas, they were fast. They had the new noses, new designs on them. But unfortunately, Rex cut up a lot of those Mustangs. But uh, I thought the race itself was was pretty good. And a lot of talk too, especially on Twitter, which I roll my eyes at with the finish itself, because people were saying that Alex Bowman was ahead of William Byron before everything finished. That's not the case. NASCAR releasing a photo of when the caution kind of came out, because it is a little confusing with the white flag and the caution. 100% William Byron was in front of Alex Alex Bowman there. But again, I want to applaud NASCAR not only for last weekend at the 500 and what they did for the rain, but the weekend before at the LA Coliseum because that was such a mess too. NASCAR not having the ideal, you know, set schedule right now because of the rain, but it'll work out. But again, big props to them on that. And uh, let's hear from the Daytona 500 winner, William Byron, going for 24 and 24. It's kind of a blur to think about the last few laps, but I just remember. The, the lineup changed right after the red flag. Uh, they said we were second. And, you know, in my head, the whole time I had just preparing for what I was going to choose on the, the second row. And I felt like everything I'd studied all week was, you know, leading me to choose fourth. And um, so I think that was my plan. And then when they said we were second, kind of regrouped and just thought about, okay, how can I get a good good launch here? How can I, you know, get connected with the two? And 
the two Austin gave me a great push, you know, for a lap and a half, really we were locked on. And, you know, I felt like that was really good. I felt like it was going to be dead even for a couple laps. And then the outside lane got separated for whatever reason. And, um, they, you know, we got out single file and it was me, the two, the seven, I think. And they had a little bit of a run down the back stretch where he could have poked out, kind of covered that. And then I knew off of four, the energy was going to form again. Cause this package is so draggy as the leader. So you always have, you know, you're always on protection mode and trying to figure out, okay, where's the run going to come from. So as soon as I saw the outside lane starting to, you know, tighten up and gain some momentum, I felt like that was going to be where I needed to go. And the one had a huge run through the little short shoot there coming to the tribal. So I blocked that and, uh, and he cut left and I felt like, man, that was stupid. I shouldn't have blocked that. You know, he just took, just, you know, took the lead and, and I guess he wasn't clear. So, um, I was able to, you know, I guess just get past the line. And I didn't really know at that point whether we were the leader or not, but it's just pretty incredible sequence of events. I mean, you, you just don't know how these races are going to end and you have to try to put yourself in a good spot. And I felt like our team did a great job all day, just putting ourselves in position. And, um, it's pretty incredible. NASCAR news now. You know, with all the clash talk and if they should move the race itself, there are rumors that NASCAR is expected to be in Mexico and racing in Canada next season. Now, there are rumors, again, this is nothing confirmed, that NASCAR will pursue taking the clash itself to Mexico in 2025. Again, the schedule itself for next year isn't out and it won't be out for quite some time. But the rumors are, again, NASCAR possibly taking the clash to Mexico in 2025. And honestly, I'd be fine with that. I'd rather see the clash move back to Daytona, but that's just me. I will say the LA market, it's kind of time to move on from that. But again, that's just my opinion. And Adam Stern sharing on his Twitter that Fox received 6 million views for the Daytona 500 that was rescheduled to Monday. Now that's pretty good. Not as good as 2020 that had over 7 million, but 6 million is still pretty awesome. I will take that any day of the week. Makes me wonder too if that new Netflix series is helping driving the ratings up. I'm really hoping so. It did well for F1, which... I could take or leave F1, to be honest with you. My heart's in NASCAR, but I did enjoy that Netflix series. If you've not checked it out, uh, be sure to do so. And NASCAR has a new mobile game out from Hutch Games. It's called NASCAR Manager. It's available for iOS and Android. I downloaded it from my iPhone. I haven't played it yet. But basically how it works is you can be a manager in NASCAR. Now, you're not really racing and stuff from what I've read. But yeah, when you uh, download this, you can manage real-world tracks. You can also manage some of the teams in other other stuff. So it sounds like a cool game. Again, I downloaded it from my iPhone. It's available for Android too, but it's called NASCAR Manager, 100% free. So be sure to check it out. And it's a new season, which means what's going to happen with Martin Truex Jr., right? Like I feel bad for this guy because the season just started and reporters are already asking him, hey, what are your plans for next year? Martin's saying that he has no decision yet on what he's going to do for 2025. He did sign a one-year contract in August with Joe Gibbs Racing kind of postponing his retirement. But you know what? The guy is up front and he's winning in that Bass Pro Shops Toyota. So he's 43, but he's still getting it done. So just let him be. Like these questions, every time I hear anybody start pushing retirement for some of these drivers, it cringes me because I just, it's a distraction for not only the driver, but the team itself. So if reporters could chill on that, that would be pretty awesome. 
This is your Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Ambetter 400. The race itself is Sunday. Green flags at 3 o'clock on Fox. My top performers for the race, I've got to go with Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, and Ross Chastain. I think all three of those are going to have a really solid run. My dark horse for the race, Josh Williams. I love that he's in a cup car for a few races this season for colleague. And I think he's going to make the most of not only his Xfinity runs, but his cup runs too. So I think he's going to have a solid run. And he is my dark horse pick for the race at Atlanta this weekend. Well, don't forget that Danica Patrick will be at MSU here in Springfield on the 28th. This is a free event to attend. You can get more details on this on the Days of Thunder NASCAR Facebook page. I'm Cruz. I'm going to get out of here. Have a great weekend and enjoy the race at Atlanta this Sunday. Thanks for listening to Cruise and the Days of Thunder podcast. Find out more NASCAR info at thebull1051.com.